you're not happy with something in your life, whether it's your health, whether it's your relationships, whether it's the way you talk to yourself, whether it's the way you prioritize things, whether it's your job, literally anything in your life, you are in control, right? You are at the driver's seat and you have the power to change your life if you decide to. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 38 of the Live Your Podcast Life pod. Oh, you guys, I hope you are having a fantastic week as uh, you are listening to this, if you're listening to this in real time. I am in New York City. I am here visiting friends and uh, getting some work stuff done and just enjoying the the city really it's not usually you guys I have to be honest New York is not usually my place um but I'm really excited to just really dive in and be here for an entire week and see some really incredible friends of mine see some shows which you guys know I'm all about seeing um and just really really soak in the city during I think what is arguably the most beautiful time of being in New York is like right now with the leaves changing and everything. So if you have not been checking out my Insta stories, um, I will be there (laughs) hanging out um, and doing some really incredible things. Um, So come over and say, hey, I hope you guys are having an amazing week. And I am really excited to be coming at you solo today and sharing something that a lot of you guys have requested. (laughs) Um, And Something that I honestly haven't talked a lot about um, in in depth, and something that I'm very very passionate about, as you guys know, um, being a health and wellness coach, um, a big part of why I started my journey and why I decided I wanted to pay it forward to other people was because I really struggled with my health for a really, really long time. And to be honest, I don't really feel like we ever stop struggling to a certain extent. Um, I think that the society that we live in right now, especially if you've ever dealt with anything in terms of a disordered relationship with food or exercise, um, it's really, really challenging to constantly be in a good place with your relationship, with your body, with your relationship, with your, your, your mind attached to food and fitness. Right. Um, and so I think that this, this, this endless, like end in sight that we're hoping that we're going to get to, like, I feel like I live there a lot of the time, but there are days when I still, um, struggle, you know, I still experience feelings of body dysmorphia or, um, really struggle with, uh, yeah, with the way my body looks or how I feel, And that's just part of the journey, right? That's part of being a human being because we can't, it's this constant perfectionist desire, right? The the need to constantly be feeling so on point at all times, right? To be on it, to be constantly, um, you know, feeling our best and looking our best and putting out this like best, 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 best to the world. When really, you know, that's just not realistic. And there are going to be days when we don't feel our best. And that's fucking okay. And I 
just hope that you know that. And I hope that me sharing a little bit more about this topic in particular will help you understand um, maybe maybe it's not something you've you've navigated before, but I hope that if it's not, it helps you understand other people in your life um, or also gives you a little bit of a break with it um, with respect to your own journey when it comes to health and fitness. Um, and if it is something that you have struggled with in a small way or in a big way, I hope that you know you're not alone. And that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there are tools that you can, uh, you know, use and, and share and, and be able to implement into your own life that will be able to give you that, that peace of mind (laughs) that you're looking for. Um, because I know for a long time, I didn't think that that was ever going to happen. So, uh, I'm really, really, really just honored you're here. So whether you are driving in your car or commuting to work or, uh, have this on while you're in the shower, I always listen to podcasts when I'm in the shower. Isn't that the weirdest thing? But maybe you're weird like me, which that's, to be honest, that's probably why you're here. (laughs) Um, and so I'm just really excited to share. Uh, so yeah, orthorexia. What the fuck is orthorexia even, right? I know a lot of you guys uh, have asked about this because I've talked about it in in passing on the podcast or um, or you know on my Instagram or within our our Facebook community because it's something that I think is not very uh, not super well known um, or what it even is. Um, we ha- we throw all of these words around, right? Um, when it comes to disordered relationships, and um, I know for a really long time. I didn't really feel like I had, you know, um, like an eating disorder. Um, you know, there wasn't anything that I knew, you know, I wasn't an anorexic. Um, and I also wasn't a bulimic, but I knew that my relationship with food was crappy and also that my relationship with my body was crappy. And maybe you can relate, maybe, you have been in um, a similar cycle where you're like, I don't really know where I fall on the spectrum here, but I know that what I am experiencing with my body is not where I should be. Um, and, and certainly like it's not healthy from a mental standpoint because really when it comes down to it, this is all about the way our brain works and all about the way the voices we tell ourselves, right? The things we tell ourselves that we need to be um, – you know, and I have talked about this in certain, you know, small blog posts that I've written, but I really, really, really didn't know what the word was until a couple of years ago. And orthorexia is exactly that. It's a way to purge your body of the calories that you've ingested with food through exercise. So if you find yourself um, feeling like you, you know, you had uh, a big dinner or you you ate a cookie or something and you say, okay, well, I'll just work that off with my workout. Um, or if you find yourself obsessively at the gym, um, you know, for up to two hours a day um, and just constantly working off and trying to uh, you know, overcompensate the calories that you've ingested and, and work off the, um, that amount or even more. So you're at a calorie deficit for the day. That is orthorexia. And that is the, the cycle and the spiral that I personally found myself in for a really long time. Uh, I, it started my junior year of college and uh, went until 
October 2015. So, you know, two and a half years or three and a half years. Oh my God. Um, and I was just in this very intense cycle. And uh, my my friends at the time um, in my life saw an, an intense shift in me. Um, obviously, my body changed very, very quickly. I immediately dropped, like within six months, I dropped 35 pounds and had very hollowed out cheeks. Um, my social life did not really exist beyond me being at the gym. And I, you know, was obsessive about not just, uh, not just fitness, but my food. Um, and so often orthorexia is linked, um, in a, in a cyclical fashion with food. Um, because again, you're thinking about the calories you're ingesting versus the calories you are burning off, right. From working out. And so your, your whole reason to work out does not involve positive things, right? So now I'm at a place in my life and what I work on with all of my clients, because a lot of my, my clients suffer from, you know, struggling with orthorexia or a negative relationship with food. We talk about, okay, how can we use exercise to really, really, you know, fuel our, our bodies in a positive way um, and to fuel our minds in a positive way, right? To give us more. Um, because so for so long and so many of us, you know, exercise has be- become this this way of, um, you know, kind of being terrible to our bodies in a way. It's like, okay, well, um, I'm going to punish myself for having done this. So I'm going to go to the gym and work that off, right? That's our goal. So I want you to gut check yourself. And this is absolutely no judgment because you know I've been there. But I want you to really gut check yourself and ask yourself, okay, when I go to the gym or when I work out, why do I do it? What is my reasoning behind it? And if you're finding yourself say things like, because I wanted to work off uh, the pizza I had last night, or because um, you know I, I feel really crappy in my in my body right now, or I, I don't you know look good in a bathing suit, and I want to get bikini ready or whatever it is, these are all reasons that I once had too. So so again, no judgment, but I just want you to really really gut check yourself if those are the things you're you're saying to yourself, okay? Or maybe you might be saying something like. I work out every day or I work out because it helps my body feel incredible because I feel more confident and energized when I do because I have a way more positive mindset because of all those endorphins, right? Notice the difference. My workouts now fuel me in a positive light. And I can genuinely say that I haven't experienced the thought of, okay, I need to get my workout in today because I, you know, ate a shit ton of stuff. For example, I am just coming off of a weekend. A, I'm in New York, but also I'm coming off of a weekend celebrating my, my anniversary with my husband, Kev. We went up to Wisconsin for the weekend and enjoyed ourselves and had cheese curds and some beer, you know, and just, and obviously I still fueled my body with my superfoods and all the things that make me feel great. Um, We went on some hikes and we were, you know, relatively active. Um, We also went on some water slides, y'all. It was a hoot. Um, But I Never once when I woke up on Monday morning, I did not find myself saying, okay, I need to get my workout in because I had a crappy weekend. You know, I went off the quote wagon, whatever the fuck that even means. And I, you know, need to get myself back on track. 
for me, it was okay, new week. Let's kill today. I know I'm going to feel so much better once I get my workout in. I'm going to feel strong. I'm going to be feel empowered. I'm going to have a positive mindset moving into the day and I can really show up for my clients. I can really show up for, um, you know, my work and for the rest of the stuff and, and all the, all the things, right? That's what I felt Monday morning. And so how did I get from where I was to, uh, to where I am now? I'm going to talk to you, talk you guys through that and share with you guys some tools. But first, I just want to say that this this feeling, this feeling of not being enough or our bodies not being enough or living up to a certain standard that we have put on ourselves, that society has put on ourselves, that um, we are surrounded by from social media standpoint, right? This this concept and this belief that, well, I'll be happy once I am skinny, or all I have to do is get to this size and I'll finally feel beautiful. Or if, you know, if I am able to fit into these jeans, um, you know, he'll find me sexy, whatever the fuck it is, right? It's really, 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 really important that you acknowledge that. And that you know that you're not the only person that feels that way. Um, Because for the longest time, I did. I felt like I was the only person that struggled in that way. Um, You know, that looked at my body in the mirror and saw disgusting. Even though I was 20 pounds lighter and skinnier than I am now. Which to me is is a mind-boggling thing, the way that our... Our mind can speak to ourselves and play tricks on ourselves, right? But we're constantly being told that we need to fix the way that we look, right? So for example, let me take you back. So my very last year at university, I went to school for musical theater. And while I absolutely fucking love performing and theater in so many ways, there is a lot to be said about the theater industry. And um, I talk about this at length with Harmony France, um, the episode, um, earlier on in the, in the thing, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's an incredible episode. We talk a lot about body positivity and specifically about theater. And, um, you know, we had this at the end of my senior year, we had this showcase and, um, it's, you're basically your entire, uh, university career is basically like leading up to this, this one show where, uh, you know, a bunch of agents are going to come, a bunch of uh, professionals um, within the industry are going to come and watch you perform. And hopefully you'll get work from this or sign an agent from it so that you can get more work, that kind of stuff. And I remember senior year, I mean, I was knee deep in my orthorexia phase, but I remember knowing, just knowing with every fiber of my being that I was really talented. I mean, I knew that coming into school and I, I, you know, I not, I'm yes, I'm not super humble about this y'all, but it's true. Like I have a talent that I was blessed with when it comes from my singing and what I do on stage is impactful. And I know that, but I could not for the life of me put it out of my mind that if I wasn't a size two, and that I had to buy this specific dress and look a certain way and lose the flab under my arms so I could finally get a big break, you know? And so 
that entire year was, you know, the crux of my orthorexia. I mean, I woke up every single morning before a very long day of classes and I ran three miles in the rain, the cold, the snow, sunshine. I hated running, you guys, like hate it, hate it more than anything on the planet. And I, and I just, it's just not my thing. It's not the way I like to move my body, but I did it because I thought that that's what I needed to do to be skinny. And if I had a break during school, like a break between my classes, I would go to the gym at my school and I would do an ab circuit. I would lift weights. I would run on the treadmill and repeat it. And before bed at every night, I would find some random YouTube toning video and do it again and then do it all again the next day and again and again and again. And my entire life was taken over. I mean, I spent so much time going to the gym, spending time working out. You know, I had to take multiple showers a day because sweaty. <laughs> and I had no time for fun. My entire senior year, I pushed friends away. I, I pushed myself away and I lost myself in the shuffle. But at the end of the year, you know, I stepped into that dress that I bought and it fit. And you know what's funny? You know what's really fucking funny? <laughs> uh, those voices didn't go away. You know, the voices that said I wasn't good enough, uh, it didn't go away. And I looked in the mirror, getting ready for my show, <laughs> and I, cr- I, was cr- I cried. I cried so hard because I finally got to where I thought I wanted to be, right? To that place where... I had, you know, I had hit the money. I it was a size two. I fit into the dress. I was looking great, right? I was going to get so many jobs and I was finally going to be able to have everything I ever wanted. And I still didn't like what I saw in front of me. And I did the show and I wasn't myself and I didn't get the jobs. <laughs> I didn't. Um... I got some opportunities that didn't lead to anything. Um, And I found myself having come off of a four-year, you know, degree, thrust into the new world, (laughs) the real world, (laughs) Um, you know, getting jobs that didn't light me up and struggling and being in this cycle, right? And for me, the cycle looked like this, and maybe you can relate. I, you know, did all those workouts that I talked about throughout the day. I would eat uh, very little. In the morning, I would maybe have like some Greek yogurt and some fruit. Um, and I would have like some nuts, trail my, like, kind of like little nuts throughout the day that I would take with me. They were usually raw almonds. That was all I would allow myself. Um, I would also occasionally have Cliff Bars in my bag. Um, and that often would be my dinner. Um, and, um, at lunch, you know, I would usually eat a salad. So I would pack myself as a bunch of spinach and maybe, maybe a little bit of chicken and, um, and call it good. And, uh, that was my day. And then I would work out, work out, work out all day long. And at night my body, had had so much depletion and because I hadn't given it the nutrients it needed from the food I was ingesting, right? I was eating very minimal calories and then working those calories off. So my body was in this constant state of working to excess 
and I wasn't getting the energy I needed from, you know, any carbohydrates because I wasn't ingesting carbohydrates. Um, you know, I wasn't getting the, my, my blood sugar was constantly crashing because I was not eating enough protein. I just wasn't eating enough. Right. And then at night my body would go into this, what I used to call my monster cycle because I would be a I would feel like a monster that couldn't stop. I was constantly binging. I would find myself like running to the 7-Eleven down the street and getting all of these, you know, treats and sweets and things because my body was like, you need food, girl, like put something in you. And of course, because I hadn't been eating well or very much at all, I found myself then just really, really, really pouring into my body with you know, pints of ice cream and, uh, you know, all of the candy bars, just all of this stuff. And then feeling like a total crap because I was putting so much processed foods in my body, but also because I felt disgusting. And that was my cycle. It was a daily experience. And I hid that from pretty much everyone in my life. And it was really, really challenging. And getting out of that took a really long time. It took me really sitting down with myself and going, okay, I'm going to start being intentional with the way I treat my body. And honestly, honestly, becoming a coach and and having a space where I knew I had to show up for my clients in a in a powerful way meant that I needed to do the work. It was time for me to hold myself accountable and find programs um, that sustained the kind of beliefs of actually eating healthy, right? But not just eating healthy, but having a motherfucking balanced life and breaking free of this orthorexia binge cycle that I had been on for so long. And so I did. I started focusing on being healthy instead of being skinny. Um, I stopped counting calories and and for a long time I stopped um, weighing myself because I had been obsessive about that as well. I knew I needed to eliminate everything from my life that centered around the obsession, right? I knew that I needed to really, really move away from that. Um, and so that was a big part of it. And I started to actually put real foods and lots of it into my body. Uh, So that was my story. And maybe you can relate. Maybe Maybe you have spent your life on this crazy, crazy wheel. And if you have, I want you to know that there is a light at the other end of the tunnel and you can shift the narrative that I hope if there's anything that you have taken away from all of my podcast episodes, it's that you always can shift the narrative of your life. If you're not happy with something in your life, whether it's your health, whether it's your relationships, whether it's the way you talk to yourself, whether it's the way you prioritize things, whether it's your job, literally anything in your life, you are in control, right? You are at the driver's seat and you have the power to change your life if you decide to. It is so freaking powerful. It is so powerful. 
what you have inside of you. You are the driver's seat, right? You are driving the freaking wheel and you can change anything if you set your mind to it. And yes, support is key. Uh, And yes, I would not be here if it wouldn't be for my my entire team of support. Like I just would not be here. Um, And so I want to share with you uh, my big, my big takeaways and my big things that I really recommend to break free of this cycle. Okay. So here we go. First of all, number one, acknowledge that you are a human being and that this transition will not happen overnight. Okay. Give yourself some hella compassion because no, you are not going to just magically snap your fingers and break free of this cycle. Okay. The patterns of over-exercising that you've built up, they have become patterns, just that, right? And it's, it's as difficult to break as a relationship, a disordered relationship with food, or even as, you know, smoking. I mean, yes, exercise is addictive, right? So give yourself grace, start cutting back on all those classes you're taking. If you find that you are, you know, really need the exercise for, uh, you know, for your own mental sanity and your anxiety stuff, you know, try to find a program that is a 30 minute workout instead of an hour or instead of multiple hours, <laughs> um, you know, cut your gym membership. I, I, the best thing I ever did was quit my gym membership. You guys, um, yes, I get it that there, sometimes it just feels so good to be in a gym, but until you're in a place where you can break free of that cycle, right? The gym, there's just everything at your fingertips. And if you only have one thing that you know you can show up for every day and it's literally like a 30-minute program, that's what I did. And it was a complete game changer for me. Um, so, So really, really break free, get off of those classes, stop going to the really intense boot camp stuff um, and classes that you're doing and and find a 30-minute program. If you need suggestions, just shoot me a message. I am always just an email away and I have a million that I'm really, really passionate about that I'd love to share with you. So that's number one, okay? Find compassion. <laughs> number two, this was huge for me um, and, and that is find uh, a health coach or a friend even, uh, you know, somebody that you can have in your corner. Um, having somebody else that is looking out for your health and well-being is everything. And for me, I mean, I am a health and wellness coach, obviously. So, you know, if, if you need that and are looking for that and we, you jive with my message, like I'm just a message away, I would love to, I would love to help you navigate off of this. But honestly, like, I have coaches still like I still work with people because again, like I said at the beginning, I am not a perfect person, right? I am constantly working on myself and having somebody else who, um, who really, really believes in you and is holding you accountable is everything. Um, and finding that for me was a game changer. Um, she's now become one of my best friends and she not just helped me, but she welcomed me into a community of other women who were also struggling with similar things. And it it gave me a space for the first time in my life to actually communicate openly about what I was dealing with. Um, And it's a huge part about why I ended up becoming a health coach because all I want to do is pay it forward to others the way that she did to me. So Second, find a healthcare professional, you know, health and wellness coach um, who can help hold you accountable and just hold space really for your journey. And number three, um, 
do your research. You guys, knowledge is power. And if I had known that overexercising would have so many long-term harmful effects on my body, I would have thought twice. I am smart and you are smart. And we just believe what we see so often because it's, you know, we're, you know, we want to look and feel a certain way, which is so valid. But in the same vein, like think about what this can do to you long-term, okay? It can lead like when you overexercise, it almost always leads to adrenal fatigue. Most women in the fitness space who are fitness professionals suffer from this without even realizing. It is very detrimental to your hormones, especially as women, um, to overexercise. And, um, you know, my, my body was probably in adrenal fatigue for years and I just did not know, um, and that can lead to, you know, brain fog, uh, lethargy, um, lethargy. How do you fucking pronounce that? Lethargy? I don't know. I was fucking lethargic. <laughs> um, and and also it can lead to injury, right? Because you're tired, because your body is just out of whack. It can lead to you not having your period and not having a healthy cycle. I mean, there are so many things that overexercising can cause, Um and I have seen this happen time and time again. People get injured and people struggle, you know, with their entire being, right? So do your research and 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 have that knowledge and choose to work from that knowledge, okay? In time, you will get to a place where you no longer use exercise as a form of punishment. When you start to move in ways that light you up and you can work out from a place of love for your body and for your mind instead of from a place of hate. And when you do, you guys, the world opens doors to so many beautiful things that you never knew were missing out. And you actually have time for fostering relationships with women or, or, or maybe more time with your spouse or your partner, right? Um, time to be able to enjoy life and go on adventures and utilize all that time that you're pouring your energy into this thing that was really, really not not healthy at all and giving you way, way more difficult things on the horizon, right? And, and struggle busing um, than anything good. It'll give you so much more time for the things that do light you up and for those self-care practices that are powerful, like journaling and, you know, taking a bubble bath every once in a while, um, you know, and, and, and having a social life. It's a magical thing. <laughs> it really, really is. Or maybe you'll use that time to actually pour into, you know, a side hustle that has light, lit you up or, you know, pursue that that class that you've really wanted to take. I mean, there is so much out there in the world and that we could be using the time that was spent pouring our energy into fucking fitness, right? I am such an advocate of moving your body. You know that. I am a huge advocate of using fitness um, to really allow ourselves to thrive and, and and navigate anxiety and just like feel incredible from the inside out. It is so important for our joints, but we need to be mindful with the, how much time we're actually pouring into that, okay? Because true self-care is all about treating yourself with kindness and love and really listening to your body. And I bet you that if you start listening, you will be able to start slowing down and start doing all of the things I shared, you know, right? like getting someone in your corner, you know, giving yourself that grace and that compassion 
and doing the research so that you can make smart, educated, and mindful decisions moving forward. My story, it ended really well, but I know that there are still a lot of stories out there that aren't, and maybe you're one of those. And if you are, I hope you can hear me when I say that your worth is not defined by your body. Can I repeat that? Your worth is not defined by your body. You are enough just as you are right fucking now. And no matter how long it takes you to get on the other side, know that I am in your corner cheering you on along this crazy ass thing we called life. You are so, so loved. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to episode 38. And uh, for all the show notes, uh, you can check it out at www.amandacatherineloy.com. That's Catherine with a K like karma forward slash podcast forward slash 38. And until next week, I will see you guys on the flip side and in our Facebook community. I love you so much and I hope you have a magical, beautiful, wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.